Hey, business besties, welcome back to the Female Founder World Podcast. I'm Jasmine Garnsworthy, and I'm the host of the show and the creator of the Female Founder World Universe. Today, I'm speaking with the founder of Gentle Habits. Her name is Sophie Marshall, and we're really focusing this conversation on retail, how to build your retail business. It's something that she has done so well. Their distribution strategy is honestly perfection. They've nailed it. It's a really big part of the business. And I'm a really, really big believer that if you have a physical product and you want to turn your business into something that you can take full time, or you want to be able to scale it in a meaningful way, you need to be looking at an omni-channel strategy and launching into Target or Sephora, or if you're in Australia, Mecca, or one of those really big stores sounds amazing, but it's a little bit of a gamble, a little bit of a, let's hope you get picked. And there's not as much of a formula to growth. Plus, once you launch into those stores, often you're not actually making any money for quite a number of years because of margins, because you have to pay to play. So there's a lot to be said for actually pursuing an indie and boutique retail strategy. And that's what we're talking about in this episode. I think it's something that is going to be super practical and tangible for a lot of you who are trying to build businesses right now. And it's something that we're going to focus a course on in 2024. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can join the waitlist. I think we're going to limit it at 100 people. If you're on the wait list, I'll make sure that you hear about it first so that you can sign up. We just want to keep it limited. It's going to be the first time we do this course and we might teach it a second time at the end of the year, but I'm roping in some experts who have done this and who know how to just build a really meaningful business through independent retail. Okay, let's get into the show. You are now entering Female Founder World with your host, Jasmine Grinesworthy. Sophie, welcome to Female Founder World. It is so good to have you on the show. I am so stoked to be here. I have been an avid listener for a long time, as you know. For people who don't know what you're building at Gentle Habits, talk us through, you know, some of the things that you guys have been up to. It's been a very busy year. We're one years old. Obviously, we'll go into it, but we started with This Is Incense as a product, and we've now built a overarching lifestyle wellness brand called Gentle Habits. And Gentle Habits is about creating products to help people create rituals um, and explore rituals throughout their day to basically, it's, it's, it's essentially just to be able to create gentle habits to allow yourself a better mental health and a positive outcome. And it could be from incense to dive masks to whatever product I'm absolutely loving and trial and testing myself to become part of the brand. And you started, like you said, with a product called This Is Incense, and that's kind of what the brand was called. That was everything. And you were doing that for, what, two years before you made this big rebrand and pivot? Yeah, that's right. So I was working a full-time job. I was head of product, global product for Rip Curl, and I bought some incense, funnily enough, in New York. And I came home and I really was struggling to try and become, go from like crazy office lady to mum mode. And I started using incense to kind of like, re, to be able to really make myself present to my kids. Cause it's really hard to unwind from, you know, office to being a mum. Yeah. And burning incense for me, it was just so helpful. And I couldn't quite believe how much of an impact it was having on my life. And one day in the shower, it just came to me, you have to make incense popped into my head. 
And I ran out to my husband and told him and he just like looked at me and went, you're crazy. But at that time also too, I really didn't have anything other than work. Like I was working ridiculous hours. I was working on the weekend and this gave me a little bit more of a hobby or a purpose for myself. So that started the journey of trying to look into how I can do it. And we kind of made a few rules early on. It had to be easy. We only wanted to deal with good humans and it was completely bootstrapped. So that's how it um, started. And then, yeah, I started pretty much working all day and night <laughs> with two kids. So you had your full-time job and you were doing this at night? Or what yeah. point did you leave your job to focus on the business? Well, this is an interesting one because I didn't expect it to be like get so big so quickly. And I literally was coming home working because I had a global role. I was you know, doing all different hours as well. So I would come home, pack wholesale and e-com orders at night. Um, and then it wasn't until one of my really close girlfriends got made redundant and I, she was in sales and I just went, you know what, I have to honor the brand. And so I hired her on the spot. She started part-time and she grew our business um, to a million dollars in the first two years. And then she fell pregnant and I knew it got to a point where I knew that I owed owed her to have maternity leave and come back into the business. So that was actually the pivotal point for me to look at the business and go, I need to, I need to take a jump here and, and have a go. So I got to quit my job. And now a few years in, what does the team look like? Who's building this with you? Okay. So H hubby and I are building the team. Um, he love that. Yeah. When did he quit his well, job? Well, he got made redundant. So, you know, it's funny how the universe delivers because mm -hmm. I, we got told that maybe Simon, his nickname stripper to come into the business and we kind of laughed at it because his job was just that stable stability that we needed um and when he got made redundant we were like oh we just he started looking at jobs and then two months later we were like what are we doing like I can't believe I did it all on my own for so long so now he's come in yeah. as a managing director and helps with all the um, digital marketing HR and he's been pivotal in terms of like building our um, little small team in Torquay Amazing. And you're working with freelancers, contractors. Is there anyone else that's on the team? Yes. So I have, um, obviously, we have our beautiful um, staff that are doing all of the e-com and wholesale orders and our customer service. We have hired an amazing gun that's um, just started who's doing all of our inventory and helping me with um, the back-end supplier and um, raw materials because, obviously, I'm dealing with um, making incense. Um, P, who's our full-time sales, um, sales manager, who's now, obviously, looking after... Um, global regions now as well um, and then obviously my um, my husband and then we have some amazing creative contractors along the way as well okay incredible and I want to know some milestones yes. you said before that you guys hit that million dollar revenue mark pretty quickly what are some other milestones that when you look at you just think whoa can't believe we got here yeah for sure quitting my job was definitely one of them um, obviously had a massive pay cut but I just knew that I would be happier and also too, I get to see my kids and pick them up from school, everything that I hadn't done. So for me, that was just such a huge lifestyle change and a milestone for me. We have also donated over $50,000 to charities and obviously mental health, because that's a really big passion of um, our brand. And we have just been picked up by anthropology in the US. And that has- Congratulations. Yeah, that has been um, P&I's sales dream. And yes, we are, in there and online. What do you think has been driving all of this traction? I think a lot of people, you know, we 
have ideas for things and we kind of dabble in it and it doesn't really go anywhere but you guys just really hit the ground running why do you think it worked look I think to be honest we had an amazing product my background is product and anything that I'm developing I absolutely have to be 100% obsessed with myself Um, and also too I've got a wholesale background so for me Having a wholesale background, I knew that if I started with, say, five accounts, I still remember going, I'm just going to start with five accounts and then five accounts turned into 10. And I knew that also, too, I wanted to create a sustainable business. And I think having those wholesale accounts, and especially because also, too, everyone wants to smell, you know, my incense. So having it actually physically in store was super important. Um, And word of mouth wholesale and definitely obviously social media and COVID actually helped us as well Um, obviously being locked down in Victoria a lot of people discovered our incense and it became a really big part of their day. Mm. I want to talk about the retail piece for a minute because you know we were talking before we started recording and just discussing how you've really nailed your distribution strategy and a lot of people I think really focus on getting into Sephora or Target or they want to get into those really big retailers which is amazing but it takes years when you do it it you can not make any money from those partnerships for a long 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 time it's pay to play um, and you just need to really like be in a really established place whereas kind of picking up the right independent and boutique stockists can help you build such a big business and it's something that is much more of a formula than like getting into one of those, um, you know, target or something like that, where it feels like luck, it has so much to do with it and just constantly, you know, trying to get in front of the right people. Talk me through what your approach has been and what's been working. Okay, so we have been so disciplined in this approach for wholesale. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is having an in-house sales rep and manager and not just an agent. Look, agents can work, but for me, obviously, I wanted to hire my friend, but her and I, P and I, work so closely together on picking, hand-picking every account, looking at every inquiry, like it's been so disciplined and having a slow and steady growth and a sustainable growth, not just you know, hey, we're going to open a thousand accounts in Australia and let's just hit these sales targets. Like I've seen brands die within 12 months with that approach. So for us, it was never short-term game. It was always um, a long-term play. So a conservative approach, quality, not quantity. And we just didn't want to be saturated in the marketplace. So we started out, obviously, um, for myself, I had the incense brands of like of the scents that I was really connected to. So places, it was Noosa, Byron, Margaret River, Bells Beach. So I started with that, just really small. Um, and I knew that those best of stores, people follow those stores. So that's definitely mm. an approach like... And also to thinking outside the square. So our distribution is so broad as well. We've picked the best of the best. We're in um, museums. We're in the National Gallery of Museum in Canberra to say a beautiful wellness studio in Bondi to an amazing high-end fashion store in Noosa. So we went aspirational. And by doing that with Wholesale, it allowed our customers to actually understand what our brand is and how aspirational and where we sat in the marketplace. So wholesale is so important from a branding perspective as well. Um, Mm. And yeah, it's like 
that sustainable approach as well allowed us to really nurture and have good long-term relationships because if you went and opened you know 50 accounts and you don't have the stock to fill you're going to lose customers so having a really small approach of like growing every year um, allowed us to really nurture and, and create relationships with our accounts for you guys, what do th- what does that mean in terms of slow and steady? Are you um, just to give people an idea, a little bit more of a tangible idea about what that actually means? Like, how many accounts? What percentage? Are you kind of talking about growth? Like, what is something that you would recommend or that's worked for you? Okay, so for for what worked with us, we think in the first year we had over a thousand inquiries. Um, we Whoa. yeah. It was, it was solid and we had that wholesale inquiry form on our website, which that's kind of how okay. we manage it. How were people finding you? They were literally finding us from other wholesale accounts or Instagram and so interesting. DM, 100%. The other thing is too, if you're in those elevated accounts to start with, everyone else is following those elevated accounts mm. and it can be pretty brutal out there. That's why we've said no to probably, you know, I would say 80% of inquiries and so now we're probably in less, you know, we could be in triple the amount of doorways at the moment, but we just want to be able to, you know, hold strong and, you know, grow with our accounts that we already have. Okay. Super interesting. I can't believe you had a thousand, um, my poor team, <laughs> they, my poor team, the my year. poor team, they were just honestly just dealing with so many emails and we responded to pretty much every single one of them. Um, just saying yes or no. And look, there was a lot of people that were unhappy, but for us as a business as well, like we're bootstrapped as well. So we're financially putting the money back in. So we just couldn't sustain that either. And we also made a rule of cash on delivery to ensure that we um, could also be sustainable as well, because that was so important. And because our product was selling, everyone was more than happy to... um, treat our business like that. So that means cash on delivery for folks who don't know, that means basically once your product arrives at the at the retail stockist, you're getting paid for that stock right away. Correct. And, you know, a lot of other retailers, maybe internationally, maybe some of the bigger ones, some of them have like 90 day terms. Ooh, they have paid some for three months. big terms. And look, it's, look mm-hmm. we got approached by a large um, beauty retailer in Australia like pretty amazing but we just decided no because of the margins and also too we have such a beautiful account base and we actually just want to deal with amazing people and some of our accounts are nearly like our family and that is Mm. something that life's too short and you want to enjoy what you do every day and that's been always been really key is to as part of our business ethics is only deal with people that we love to deal with. I want to talk about some of the nitty gritty pieces here. So uh, you mentioned the wholesale inquiry form. What kind of information are you gathering in a form like that? Well, definitely um, website. Absolutely. Definitely Instagram handle. How long you've been trading for. Um, The other thing is too, which has been a bit of a, I forgot about this and it's been really key. We actually don't stock online only stores. We stock stores that have a bricks and mortar store as well. Um, because we've seen so many online stores start up and, and fold over and we just decided because we've had so many inquiries that it was just, yeah, it just made more sense to have bricks and mortar that had an online um, presence. The other thing is too, as a brand, we don't go on sale. We don't participate in Black Fridays, Cyber Mondays. We 
do, however, provide like incentives, gifts with purchases, bundles and stuff like that, because when you start, you know, dealing with wholesale, it's just, it's, you know, there's no reason to as a brand really to, you know, go down that path. And it's a hard path to come back from. And also to we as a business, um, part of our ethics and vision is to donate a dollar to mental health speak and share, which is a, um, a mental health philanthropy group, a bunch of guys that go into high schools to talk about mental health. And last month, amazing. yeah, we donated a thousand dollars and that allows them to go to a school. And yeah, I, I think grassroots mental health av- advocacy is really important more so than discounting. And so is that something that when you're back and forth with the retailer, you just say to them when you're negotiating terms, you're like, hey, we don't do this. And then it's in an agreement and therefore they can never discount you in store. Well, that's actually, we we can't actually legally say there's there's trade like laws that we, we can't, we can ah. dictate at RRP and say, hey, we're at $42. Obviously we don't want them to discount, but they can do whatever they want. Um, so we just become, that's how we become really choosy in terms of like, we won't go and open, say an online store that we know that's discounting all the time because your product's going to get discounted. So legally we can't go and tell anyone the price that they have to sell. It's always called a recommended retail price. Okay. That's really good to know. And I'm super curious about what your process is about once you um, have somebody reach out to you, then what happens? What's your internal process until you end up on their shelf? I have a very quick message from our sponsor. And honestly, we never do ad breaks on the show because I am just really picky about the sponsors that we work with and who we want to promote. We've partnered with folks like Shopify, TikTok for business, just guys that we know are really going to help grow your business. And honestly, we've turned down a lot of the rest because we want to make sure that the people that we are recommending to you, our business bestie community, are going to help you grow your business and that they're the best in the category. So, All that to say, I'm about to tell you all about AMP, the folks behind a few of our favorite Shopify apps for e-commerce, because honestly, they're brilliant and their apps connect to each other within Shopify, which just makes your life so much easier. AMP is working with Female Founder World to co-host our group business coaching call series. It's happening right now. It is free thanks to their support. And we're able to offer live mentorship calls with the founders of companies like Crown Affair, Smart Suites, 54 Thrones, Bala, and Ceremonia. And you can sign up at the link in the show notes right now. For those of you who aren't familiar with AMP, they are loved and trusted by over 20,000 e-commerce brands. They create e-commerce app solutions that are interconnected, so no more random Shopify apps that don't sync up. And I'll tell you a little bit about one of my personal favorite apps that they have called Lifetimely. So just picture it's the end of a long day running your biz and you're trying to get your P&L report. You've got your cost of goods sold open on one spreadsheet. Your meta ad costs are on a second. Google ads are somewhere else. And then your shipping costs are on an app somewhere on your phone. Honestly, it is hard enough to keep track of all your costs, but keeping your P&L spreadsheet updated daily with all of these costs is time consuming and honestly super prone to making mistakes and human error. With Lifetimely by AMP, you get an automated accurate P&L sent to your inbox 
each day. It integrates with every major ad platform so you can easily keep track of your return on ad spend and you can also add your shipping cost, cost of goods and any other recurring or custom costs to the app. Lifetimely by AMP gives e-commerce brands enterprise level reporting. You can install Lifetimely by AMP now on the Shopify app store. Okay, let's get back into the show. Well, this is the probably the most time-consuming part. And at the start, P and I would literally meet every day or on Instagram. And this is probably why um, we've got such a beautiful a curated account is because we've put so much time and effort into handpicking and approving all of our accounts. So she would come with a list and we'd just literally get online, check it out, look at it on Google, Google, make sure it's not too close to any other account that we already have. We get on Instagram and that's kind of how we have handpicked and approved all of our um, accounts. So it is time consuming, but it is absolutely worth it because if you start here, then, you know, it's, it's only going to help your brand long term. And then do you have like a minimum order quantity that people have to place or anything like that? And did you have that kind of thing from the beginning or in the beginning were you maybe less strict and and selective? We've been pretty strict in terms of like we, okay, so we now have 12 incense scents. So, and also a, a wrath of other products. So when we first started out, we definitely encouraged everyone to buy at least all of them because when you go into store, people want to smell all of them mm. and choose them and all of a sudden if you're not if you haven't got Tasmania there you're robbing that person of that experience of trying to choose which scent True. they want so we did that at the start and now we we definitely still try and say that because yeah sometimes it was getting to the point where people were just picking the colors to match with their stores and I get yeah, I, right. I get that but then also too we've got so many people fight going hey where can I smell Tasmania and you know wherever else and if they don't have it there they're losing sales so we definitely try and you know work with the customer and doing that but anyone starting out I, I would absolutely just start as a minimum order and and it can just be you know really simple it could be $500 it could be $250 depending on what you're just to make sure that your brand's getting the best um, representation in store for your for the customers have you done any outreach? It sounds like so many stores have come to you, but I'm sure there are some that have been on your wish list and that you guys went after. Yes. Talk me through what that looks like and uh, any advice that you have for somebody who wants to, you know, they've got that, that store on their wish list and they want to get them. Oh, there's been so many. Um, one of my first ones was a beautiful store in Byron and I just knew I wanted to be in there. And luckily enough, I sent them a sample, sent them an email, popped into store, and sure enough, that kind of nailed it. Just recently, there was one store that, um, a museum that we have just a pinnacle um, that we wanted to go in. So we actually flew down, met their staff, left their boxes. But yeah, fingers crossed because we're still waiting on that. The in real life thing, seriously, don't don't sleep on it. You just need to go do and it. like it's real people that you're dealing with. Just do Honestly, it. Honestly, I I have incense in my bag all the time I and we yes. and, and in New York we actually did this I actually ha- walked around New York with incense in my bag we went to Goop store gave it out spoke to the staff members mm-hmm. like grassroots people love that like yes you can send an email to you know whoever and do it do that but they've got so many inquiries 
that why not? Like just go in there and you don't have to be pushy. You can just say, hey, is the buyer here? Or speak to the staff member and just go, hey, I've got something that I'd love to show them. Um, can I leave a lookbook? Can I leave a sample? Like that's all you really kind of need to do. Um, but yeah, face-to-face is definitely the way to go. Okay, before we wrap the conversation on retail, because I want to talk about your rebrand and like there's a lot of good stuff to get into. Do you have any other tips for somebody who is launching a new business or maybe they've been e-com only and they're like, you know what, Sophie sounds like she's really onto something here. I need to be getting into wholesale and retail. Absolutely. What other advice do you want to leave them Okay, with? my biggest bit of advice and is when you do your pricing and your costings, even if you're starting an e-commerce brand from scratch, make sure that your margin can actually hit a wholesale margin too because if you're always thinking direct to consumer and you want to pivot mm. and go wholesale, all of a sudden you're in a pricing conundrum. So that's my biggest advice because a lot of people don't understand that, you know, there is a margin um, that needs to be built in for wholesale. Usually it's about 55%, could be a bit, high, bit higher or lower depending on which um, category you're in, but that needs to be considered because it's really hard to undo once you've already hit the marketplace at an e-com um, direct to consumer. Meaning that the wholesale stockist is taking 55% of your, yeah. Correct. And it's harder to go backwards once you've set mm-hmm. that price. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's talk about the rebrand because you used to be one thing and now you're something else. And I know that you were umming and ahhing and thinking about it and then you just took the leap and I, it looks like it's going really well. Talk me through some of the lessons that you've learned now about how to create a brand and just some things that if you could start from the beginning, maybe you would have done it right from the get-go. Okay, so don't listen to your husband. No, just joking. Because he <laughs> did say to me at the very start. So This Is Incense was created and we, we used the name obviously because of SEO and he knew that I was probably going to do other categories and he just went, no, Sophie, you have to construct just concentrate on one thing. So we called it This Is Incense and we looked at trademarking and I can't express how important trademarking actually is from the very start. So obviously year in we go to trademark and LMVH actually own the French spelling for incense and it's too broad. So we got denied. And that's when I just was, I I was like, okay, I knew that I had to take on the huge task of creating an overarching brand to house this product because we had a product Mm -hmm. and not a brand. And obviously I've come from working with amazing brands and amazing founders from obviously Rip Curl and Quicksilver. So we embarked on the mission of creating it. So we did invest um, to work, obviously my husband's in marketing and strategy, but you really do need to have an outsider come in and extract all the information that you actually need to do this. And they're professionals. Like, honestly, we worked with this amazing team and they helped us, you know, with our vision and our mission and helped us come up with the brand name, which we then, as soon as we got the brand name and we loved it, we trademarked it globally. So we own the trademark of Gentle Habits. Um, and I didn't want to go down any further or fall in love with the brand name until I knew that we could have it. So a trademark lawyer, you can do it yourself, but I think a trademark lawyer is definitely worth the investment because you don't want to create something and two years later down the track, you're getting, you know, cease and desist letters and you just really want to invest in um, your brand. So we did that. And then 
during that whole process as well, I was discovering my own products um, that I wanted to bring in. So I wasn't taking lunch breaks as a lot of people listening to this. And so I started taking my kids um, dive mask down the beach and using it. And I just loved the ritual of being underwater and how calming it is. So I decided to make my own dive mask. So all of a sudden I'm creating these products on my own journey as well as gentle habits. And it all just came together. And we use this is for our categories. So we've got this is incense, this is swim, this is body, this is home. And that allowed us to really overarchingly build into these beautiful uh, product categories to tell the brand story. So we switched over the Instagram name, which was really stressful. I had a lot of people tell me Mm. I was crazy to do this, by the way, but I knew long-term that we had to do it. Um, and so we changed it to this is gentle habits to be able to, you know, have that, you know, tie to our old, um, and look, if there's anyone out there knowing that they have to do this, just do it, go through the process, Mm. pull in the branding professionals, because you might come out even better. And also too, it's such an investment for your long-term future. So don't be scared. If I can do it, anyone else can do it. So what are some of the new products that you've launched then? You mentioned a bunch of new categories. It sounds like you have a lot of new stuff that's, you know, popped up. I'd love to know what that looks like. Sure. So obviously we've got our incense, we've got our incense holders, we've got our ritual oils now, um, because obviously this is incense. Scents are so unique and we have people who are obsessed with them. So we've had a Mm. car diffuser that has the ritual oils in. Um, We've got the dive masks and flippers. I'm working on, um, I can tell you guys some new things that are coming too, which I haven't really mentioned yet, but we've got connection cards coming. I've got two boys. I've got a teenage boy. Um, I want to create gentle habits as a family time. And obviously you're asking your kids, how how was your day? And you're getting nothing. So these cards allow (laughs) conversation and connection from eight till you know, adult. We've got that coming. We've got our perfume, our roll-on perfume coming. We're actually building out our our categories, but also to incense is where it started. Incense is our core category and that's what we're known for. So we're making sure that that's, you know, we're really delving into that. I've got a new scent launching in February and we've just finished up doing some beautiful collabs with the Darling Shine Girls as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so we've got heaps of fun things um, happening and another collab that's in the works. Very cool. Talk me through what the launch process looks like when you're bringing out a new product, both on the, you know, what's working on the e-com and your website, but then also how you communicate that to your retailers as well. So what we do, I actually... um, Part of our kind of brand vision and ethics as well is transparency. And I always like to involve our customers in the process. So I always like to, you know, give them a sneak peek or get some opinions on things. We kind of like give little bits um, prior. EDM's obviously key. Um, We tell our retailers we put together a PDF. We tell them it's coming. We take pre-orders as well just to be able to make sure that they're, they're getting all the stock that they need. Um, And then for launch day, it's really about, yeah, socials, EDMs. And yeah, I like to like give a bit of a a build up to it as well. This is just such a little tangent, but I love talking to other Australian founders. I feel like there's just no bullshit and like you're so transparent and I'm really appreciating you just telling me exactly how it is because that's what, you know, the entire point of us having this conversation and this community, it's so that people can learn from each other. So thank you for like walking us through 
all of that. And then the very last thing that I have to ask you, Sophie, is for a resource recommendation. So I ask everyone who comes on the show for this. It could be a book. It could be another podcast, just something that's been helping you as you've been building gentle habits that you think other folks should check out? Well, I've got a few. (laughs) I think the biggest thing is, is for me trying to unwind myself from corporate and um, your Mm. podcast has been super helpful for me. So many tips and also too, it's been pretty, sometimes it's kind of lonely when you're working on yourself and working on a new something new by yourself so your podcast has been yeah. amazing Alison rice offline has been super key for me kate she used to be my boss did she yeah when i was at pop sugar she's amazing it's such a small world she's, she, yeah she's great yeah her podcast i was listening to the very start from my journey so i feel like her she's been a part of my journey um along the way mm. kate amato life and business in flow i feel like if you are creating a business out there it actually has to be sustainable for your life there's no point in Oof, yep. building a business that is not sustainable especially if you've got kids um you have to be really i'm learning this lesson yes. now oh yes. my god this could be like a whole other side oh, tangent where i'm like i could this last year of the business and the baby has just been a sprint and i'm kind of like oh no this is a this is a marathon that needs to work forever like i'm not building a venture backed company that i'm going to sell in 5 this years is, like this is forever i could talk about this so i need to figure this out i could talk about this for another 2 hours because obviously i've yeah. walked the path um with two boys um one that's about yeah. to leave me and go to boarding school next year um oh. but Honestly, I think people really need to have an understanding that you need to make your business fit into your life and not the other way around because you are not going to last. It is it is key. Mm. You're going to have burnout. You're going to have fatigue. You're going to you want to wake up every morning and love your business. And if you don't do that, it's just not sustainable and it's not going to work. So how do you do that? How are you how do you do that? Okay. You're three years in. I'm coming from a really bad workaholic um, previous life, and I, I and I'll be yeah, completely same. honest. I I have days and where I really have to check myself, um, but it's just the discipline, and I think also to just saying no. Start learning to say no. I say no now more often than I say yes, and also to listening to your body. Like I have stopped going out. I am just really selective. I have my core people that I have around me. I do, I've just, yeah, family time's really important. You can't do everything. And I think that's the thing, like you are going to spread yourself too thin. You, If you don't look after yourself and have that self-care and those gentle habits for yourself, it's, it's, it's not going to work. You're, you're going to fail yourself and you're going to fail everyone. So it is really slowing down and working on what is actually important and what you can say no to. Amazing. Okay. Were there any other recommendations? Yes. I feel like I cut you yes. off and sent you on a tangent. Okay. What else have you got for us? Um, Passion, Purpose and Profit by Fiona. Is it Kilaki? That is such a key book. Okay. Oh my gosh. Again, it stems back to having your purpose, like my purpose every day is to wake up and make products to help other people. And I think that if you have that purpose in your business, then you're going to be around for a long time. Um, Mm. Obviously, Clavio, the bundle app for me on Shopify, um, they're two really... What's the bundle app? The bundle app for me is epic because we have pick and mixes. So you can pick 
three, like a pick and mix lolly bag. Um, so you can pick three incenses for a, you know, for together. We bundle it up, and that allows us to track our inventory. Although sometimes it doesn't work that well, but oh. it allows us to pick and mix. You can choose and match it with a holder. Um, so that app's been really pivotal for us because obviously we've got so many different scents, and a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know which ones to choose, and then I can just—it's just an easy one. You just put it in your cart and pick the incenses that you want. Um, that's been really good for us as well. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, that's such a good recommendation. Sophie, this has been a lot of fun. I could talk to you all night, but we are at time. So I wanted to say a big thank you for coming on the show, for being so transparent. Where can people find you and where can they find Gentle Habits? Sure. So if you're in the US, you can jump onto Anthropology, And if you're in Australia, gentlehabits.com.au. And of course, our Instagram at this is Gentle Habits. Thanks, Jazz. Amazing. Thank you. Quick shout out to all of our business bestie subscribers. If you are loving the show and you are building a consumer, CPG or e-commerce business, or you're about to build one, this membership will give you access to the people, experiences and the tools that you really need to build your dream business. Head to femalefounderworld.com forward slash subscriber for more.